Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love. I have a wonderful guest, a friend of mine, slash co-worker. Her name is Caitlin Bebb. She is a new uh, coach, a conscious dating advocate, and a writer. And uh, well, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for having me. I was so excited. Right, yes. So this is a, a, a special show, uh, different, uh, along the, line, the lines of relationships. Um, I saw, uh, I follow Caitlin on Instagram, <laughs> and she posted this um, this post about friendship breakups. And I was like, ooh, what is, like, like I want to talk about that. And, you know, lo and behold, she wrote an article called why don't we talk about friendship breakups? And I was like fascinated and I reached out to her. So here we are talking about friendship breakups in the article that she wrote. So I'm curious of like, what sparked you to even write this article? Yeah, um, well, I have started just sharing a lot of personal experiences because I'm realizing the more we do that, the more people realize that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was amazing, actually. I was super, um, not super nervous, but like, you know, like whenever you're sharing something that's really true and vulnerable, you get that kind of prickly, like, oh, this is too right. much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the judgment. And behold, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's which is hilarious because it's like, oh, congratulations, you're a human being. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Feelings, experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and so y you and others, yeah, it was amazing to me how people were like, oh my gosh, either I went through something similar or I went through that in a different way. Right. And my question is, so I, I shared a couple different specific examples in my own life of friends that I felt like broke up with me, but because they were, you know, female friendships and not romantic relationships, the ending was weird. And I didn't know how to compartmentalize it. And I didn't know how to feel about it. And I just think it's a little strange that it's not more of a, a dialogue in our culture. Right. And like it's, I mean, it's not like you. We think about breakup breakups as far as romantic relationships. We don't really talk about that. It's not like I don't even know if it's a taboo word. It's just not something that's created, something that's not um, shared or talked about. Or I did this, or I did that. And uh, and it's interesting when you wrote that art when you wrote that article. That as I'm like sitting here thinking about it and reading other articles and like. Um, you know, you, we refer to them as like 
toxic relationships that we have to like either make a decision like either you say something about this or you break up quote-unquote break up with this person because I you know um you know I'm a calling in the one coach and I remember when I was in my program um uh, we have to coach each other and so this coach when we got to um different relationships and i wrote one of my best friends down there and so he was explaining to me and i was just sharing with him uh what their relationship was and how it fit into this category and he was like what you're going to do about this you either you're going to have to break up with this person and it, i was like i i kind of like freaked out because i never had anyone say like oh i'm gonna have to break up with someone who i've known for like almost 10 years and who has had an, an influence and impact on my life and now that I've grown and I've like in this new place I was like oh my like the thought of breaking like how I'm gonna break up with this person and yeah. I know it's not going to end, end well like do, like like it, it I was like okay at least I need to have a talk um because I don't want to just like rip the bandaid off this friendship because that's what I was normally would do. I would just like cut it off, move, move along. And I'm like, what I'm going to learn about that? Like that's, if I'm right. always doing that, then right. that's not really teaching me anything about relationships or, or, uh, uh, or how in a romantic relationship, I can't just like, cause most people just walk away instead of like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. If I'm exactly. a person, a relationship expert, I have to learn how to be expert in my own <laughs> relationships. And so it was, it, it was a daunting, uh, a very nerve wracking conversation to have. And just to tell someone, Hey, I don't feel safe sharing myself with you. And this is why I don't call you. I don't reach out to you. I don't really share myself with you. And to say that to somebody you've no, it was, I was so nervous and I had to like literally pick up the phone, dial, say it right quick. Otherwise I would have talked myself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you hit on a couple key things. One being that we, you know, don't have like the languaging around it or we're not sure how to approach a situation. And I think part of that comes from, you know, um, like societal pressure to like, right. you know, you have your, your homies from, you know, when you were growing up and, and yeah. they're your people and they've been there for you. So of course you have to keep them around. And it's like, right. no, no, we, as human beings, we are changing, we are evolving, evolving hopefully yeah. always growing. And so if someone is not supporting you and if someone is not a healthy mirror for you mm -hmm. in your current container, yeah, it is for it's the best thing for both of you to let them go right and and you were talking about how like normally you would just be like oh let me stop talking to this person which is what happened with me and some of my strong friendships and I, it was almost like these people ghosted me <laughs> <laughs> and i was like uh hello like We've right. been friends for several years like can i get an email <laughs> right yeah um and i think that's the other key thing that i would like to shine a light on um, which is also what I talk about in terms of conscious dating is that people um, deserve respect and courtesy. Right. So if you are making this decision, that's great. But like you said, they deserve the uncomfortable conversation. They do. Because ultimately, like you said, a friendship will be a mirror for a future romantic relationship. Right. 
So it's like, if you can't have that conversation with a friend, how are you going to have it with someone right. you're dating? And, and a lot of people want it to be easy. And it's like, it's never going to be easy uh, <clears throat> because you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with feelings, you're dealing with the history, you're dealing with so many different layers. And it's, it's just never going, to, never going to be easy. So, and, and I'm curious if like, um, like about the first like high school sweetheart. <laughs> um, how was that experience? Like talk about your high school sweetheart friendship. Yeah. That you <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I labeled it that just because I was like, well, she was my, you know, one of my best friends in high school, mm -hmm. my high school sweetheart. Um, I think that story is probably pretty common. And I have sort of, you know, like a total sweet nostalgia for like that relationship. Um, and so that one is sort of doesn't leave me wondering, like, you know, we were friends, mm -hmm. we stayed in touch in college and then post-college kind of drifted apart. And I think that's pretty normal. Right. Um, um, for me, it's it was like a couple of these more like, you know, met in adulthood friendships mm -hmm. that then uh, didn't work out that I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were having a good time here. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's interesting. So we're talking about, you know, this theor theoretical, uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm also picturing a scenario where you step into that space. And what if you actually don't have to break up with this person? Mm -hmm. Like, what if just having that conversation sheds light to something that they were completely unaware of? Mm -hmm. And you're like, listen, this is your behavior and this is how it's affecting me. And they say, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I had no idea. And that creates space for them to do possible right. work on themselves. And then maybe the r relationship will evolve and you'll stay friends. Yeah. And I had another, um, uh, a coworker French friendship, I say loosely <laughs> break yeah. up. And, um, and I remember, you know, um, she had, we were at work and we were, she reached out to me about something. And you know, I do a lot of, personal training, uh, growth development, uh, this, you know, transformational place. And she, and she came to me about it and she's like, Oh, you know, well, this helped my life. You know, I'm really dealing with, uh, cause I thought it was about her career, but it was actually around her relationships with her, you know, sisters and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. And then when I started to say to her, like, okay, well, what is that teaching you about yourself? Like there's something you're unwilling to share or say about what you're causing in a relationship. And she kind of like, froze. she's like, Oh, it's not me. And I was like, well, you have two sisters that <laughs> don't talk to you. <laughs> it is a, a reflection of you. No, 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 no. It's not me. I said, okay. You know, and then, you know, and she kept coming back over and over and over again. I said, there's something you're afraid of dealing with with yourself about this relationship. And she was like, well, what is it? I was like, I don't know. You tell me. It's your it's your right. life. It's your situation. I'm not a psychic. You know, I know I'm a coach. But I only can ask <laughs> questions for you to look. And if you're not, I was like, you're just unwilling to look at how you've caused pain in others. No. Um, I, and I was just like, okay, like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, argue with you, whatever. And then, you know, I had tried to invite her to an event and she got so upset, saying this nasty thing. And I had, and I had this thought, I was just like, why are you friends with this person? Like, why do you call this person your friend? Because this person does not want to deal with themselves. They want to be the victim and they want to blame everybody else. 
And I was like, I have to, I have to keep my distance. It was my first time I had this thought about with her. And, and I, and I totally forgot that I made this decision. And then another situation happened at work and she didn't like something I said, I guess, you know, I said something about like, make, I made a joke and she, and normally it wouldn't phase her because this is the relationship that we established together. We always made like these like, you know, off candy jokes and stuff like that. And this is what we built up over the years. And I was so shocked that, um, that she was offended by what I said. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I think that we're done. And she looked at me. And she's like, you know, I know I'm just coming to you. How f-. I said, I really appreciate it. And I can see how I said to, what I said to you may I offended you. I said, but this is not the first time that this has happened between us. And you are accusing me of something that we both established together. And I've always been supportive of you every step of the way of your career. And you now you're saying I'm not. I said, you know what? I said, I'm done. I said, I can't. I cannot be around you anymore. And it was uncomfortable as hell, but yeah. it was afterwards, it was a relief that I was like, no more do I, I can't, cause at the place where I'm in, in my life, I cannot engage in that kind of, those kind of people. I can't yeah. engage in that kind of like relationship, even at work, like I just can't engage. I'll be cordial, I'll work with you but I can't engage in that anymore. She hadn't, she didn't understand. I was just like, I, you know, um, yeah. yeah. I'm learning in adulthood that it's like, I only have have so much energy and so many hours in a day. And and that's not saying like, Oh, I'm so busy. I'm saying like how I want to choose my time is so important to me. And I feel like we are just, you know, taught to like pedal to the metal, you know, grind, hustle, all this. And I'm, I'm learning for myself that it's like, no, 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 right. Right. <laughs> that is not the point of life. And so I am trying to like slow everything down. Um, yes. And part of that is quality over quantity. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm realizing I don't need, uh, you know, 30 close friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. You that know. would be nice, I guess. But, um, You know, so it's like the individuals that truly take the time to Mm -hmm. answer my texts and, you know, listen to me. Um, I, that energy is reciprocated. I'm so happy to do that. And it's, it's been amazing, you know, when I've become more aware of it, how the people that don't really care, Mm. um, you know, maybe also we're talking about these uncomfortable moments. Um, I think it's also possible for people to kind of fall away naturally and, there, there doesn't have to be a blowout. There doesn't have to be no. a breakup. Um, I know I have people in my mind that like, if they were to call me today and be like, do you want to come over for dinner? I'd be like, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm not texting them every day. Um, so there's also, I think, you know, people can sort of fit in different little right. like categories of needs. Um, and one thing, um, I don't know if I shared this with you. So I've been technically single for five years Mm -hmm. and that time has been so invaluable because my friendships have become so, uh, important to me Mm -hmm. because that space of a romantic partner is, is not currently present. I'm finding that 
I can actually get some emotional needs met, some intimacy needs met from friends. Mm -hmm. And that had never really occurred to me before. Like you can have an emotional closeness with someone and not have a sexual relationship with them. Right. And that has been sort of like, just like a mind fuck because I'm like, oh my God, like I actually don't need to date in order to feel, feel certain needs. And I don't know if people realize that. Yeah, and it's true. Like that is that is like you know uh, a huge opportunity for people. And most people are so busy being a victim and dwelling in, oh, I'm not single, or oh, I don't have anyone, or they're envying everybody else, and they don't see the value of the people that are already in your life. And you know, and I say opportunity because you know your friends and family are. A reflection of how you show up in relationships and it's your opportunity to practice what you want in a romantic relationship even though it's not sexual you know our uh friends and family are the opportunities to be what we want for that partner like if you want respect i'm being respected i'm being respectful it's like your opportunity to be respectful to have uh reassurance to have you know to to bring value you know to bring love to bring intimacy like we can bring those things and practice you know our uh, like Gabriella um, Bernstein says, like our each person in our life is our school, like our lesson yes. to learn. Yes. Uh, and we miss those opportunities because we're so uh, in the past or dwelling in what could have, what it should have, you know, in yeah. the other relationships instead of like, okay, I learned that what I, I should have learned or need to learn from that breakup. Now I can use my friendships as an opportunity to practice that to have uncomfortable conversations, to have the intimate conversations, to share ourselves openly, you know, wholeheartedly, like our friendships, even sometimes in your work um, Mm -hmm. relationships are, they're all relationships, all relationships, all relationships are opportunities to improve, to, uh, to grow. Every single relationship is an opportunity to grow. Yes. I totally agree. I think you and I um, earlier were saying what is it the the eight people that you surround yourself with yes yeah Uh, like that's you (laughs) right (laughs) so and you know surround doesn't necessarily mean physically like which is why i love like you know there is like bad things about social media but i choose to see the benefits which are like I have friends th- through my coaching program that I've never met in person mm-hmm. that I consider to be like, they're becoming good friends yeah. <laughs> right. and you know, they live across the country. And I think that is so beautiful. Or the fact that you or I can, you know, write something, share a post and say, Oh my God, that resonated with me and, mm-hmm. and feel less alone. Yeah. So I, I feel like people forget that, you know, like, yeah, texting can seem, like, banal, but, like, yeah. it, it actually is a means of communication and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, something you said made me think about, you know, it's, like, so let's picture a scenario where someone's, like, complaining about being single, complaining right. about dating. Yeah. <laughs> they're sitting with their friend. They're, you know, having their coffee or their martini, whatever. Um, and they're just complaining about their dating life. Meanwhile, they're sitting across from someone who cares about them, who, you know, probably has their own stuff going on. It's like, you could be talking about something else. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying don't complain about dating because it's fun. Um, yeah, so that... but, <laughs> but it's, like, it's, 
It's fun but until it's like the same conversation over and over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, my question is like, are you cultivating a rich life for yourself? Right. Are you just chasing after a thing to fulfill you? Or right. are you taking a look at, like I, I look at singleness, single life as an opportunity to say, like there's just so much space and so much freedom. Right. So mm -hmm. how can you fill that with stuff that brings you joy? Joy, yeah. And and have people that surround you that that you can wake up in the morning and say, "Wow, I'm really lucky. Like yeah. I get to be alive. I get to do stuff in the world." Mm -hmm. Because that energy is infectious. Yeah. And so then of course, you know, if you're living in that state, someone's going to say, "Oh, hey, what's your name?" <laughs> right. You know, and before I move on to the next question, it's like, you know, you I was listening to a podcast yesterday by my Tony Robbins and, you know, he was sharing about he had just built his house in Fiji and he um, invited <laughs> all his friends and family to Fiji. Um and just to like be by the beach and, you know, so they can appreciate the house and whatnot. And then he said when they arrived, uh, it was raining every day. And he was just complaining. He was just so uh, <laughs> in like this world of, oh, my God, what I'm going to do. You know, it's raining. It's ugly outside. And then he looked outside one day. He was like his friend outside in the rain playing. And then he was like, oh, my God, like here I am complaining about something I have no control over and my friends are choosing to be outside and laughing and having a good time and I'm in the house doom and gloom while my friends are outside in the rain just having fun. So it's yeah. like when you change your perspective around being single, then you're not into doom and gloom. You're outside in the rain just like playing yes. with everybody else, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, how do you know when it's time to either have that conversation with a friend or to break up with a friend. Like, what are some of the things you think are like, it's, I think it's time to have that conversation because most people don't even know. They're just like, like always pushing it. On, uh, I know before I started doing all this work, I would always sweep it under the, the rug. I wouldn't say all that. Just I always would say, that's just the way that person is. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to like, <laughs> like trying to be nice yeah you know yeah. so how yeah. do you how do you know when it's time to like have that conversation or to, and or to move on <clears throat> yeah i am a huge advocate for listening to your gut and your intuition mm -hmm. i think we all <clears throat> have an inner knowing that we like you're saying you either choose to ignore or you can tap into right one way that i do that personally that i think is a hugely effective tool is journaling. Um, so whether that's first thing when you wake up, you can kind of just brain dump, you know, stream of consciousness <laughs> writing, or even like before you go to sleep, if you're kind of like, you know, dozing off mm -hmm. uh, or whenever, it doesn't really matter when you do it. But I think that is one way for you to ask yourself things like, how does this person make me feel? Mm -hmm. When I think of spending time with them, what feelings come up, um, you know, what is the, <clears throat> excuse me, physical feelings in my body? Because the yeah. body tells us a lot. So it's like, right. you know, does your stomach get tight? Are you, are you clenching your jaw? Do you just have that feeling of like anxiety and worry right. rising? <clears throat> if, if those are kind of the physical <clears throat> sensations surrounding this person, they're probably not someone you want to spend time with. Right. Um, 
and only you, you know, you, you are the best judge of yourself. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I, I think it's like you, you, you know, but sometimes, uh, I, it's funny. One of the friends I wrote about actually, one of the best things she told me while I was going through a romantic breakup was you're not ready till you're ready. And I have taken that years later. I still say it because it applies to so many things for me. It's like, you know, think about like quitting smoking. Like mm -hmm. you are not going to quit smoking unless you are ready and you want to. So same thing with a breakup, romantic or otherwise. It's like, until you have made that decision, mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen, which is right. okay. You're allowed to live in liminal space. You're allowed to be uncertain. Um, but, and I think, you know, sitting, I, I think that's the key thing is like just facing it or, um, a new thing that I've come across that's kind of cool is, um, have you heard of mirror work or have you ever done that? Yeah, I do mirror work a lot. Cool. Yeah. So that's something that's been surprising for me that I'm like, oh, you, like you're allowed to look at yourself in the mirror and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, and, and cause we, that's not something that society right. tells you to do, you know? Um, so I think just, any means of self-reflection will be the pathway to uh, an answer for that. Yeah. yeah. And the good, I, 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 and I love what you're saying because mirror work helps you, one, change your view of how to deal with situations, change your view about the other person, also change your view about yourself. It's just, um, and changing beliefs and attitudes around you. Um, so you can better, you can go out and, you know, tackle the day, be successful, or whatever, you know what I mean? And um, and I believe, like, after you've done the mirror work and you still, when you see this person or when you they call you or text you, you still have that feeling, even though you've done all the mirror work, you've changed your view, you approached it so many different ways and you still have this, this feeling, it is time to have a conversation. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the idea of like, I, I think about love languages and um, this doesn't exactly translate, but people communicate differently, right? right. So I, for example, my, my upbringing, my mom's side is Irish Catholic, my dad is like the white mix. Um, so we, I was never taught how to uh, argue well. No, I was never taught. <laughs> I was never taught how, how to express when I have a problem with something or an ill feeling. And so I, my reaction to that was just to shove everything down. Um, and yeah. because of that, for many years when I was younger, I was so angry and I was so sad because it's like, I just didn't know how to express these That's feelings. Yeah. And so what would happen is the people I was closest to, it would explode. Mm -hmm. in moments when I felt God, safe. You sound like you're like recreating me right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, this would happen with my ex. And one of the biggest lessons I learned from him, he's an incredible person. He held so much space for me, but he would say to me, Caitlin, like, you can't put everything on me. You can't take all your history <laughs> out on me. Right. 
that's not my job. And I, at the time, this is, you know, in my mid twenties, I was like, what are you talking about? That is your job. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and right. it's not until years later that I'm like, oh, that poor man. Like, <laughs> he loved me so much and he held so much space for me. And he was right. That was not his job. Right. It's my job to look at myself and to see what's there and to learn, figure out by hook or by crook, you know, yeah. in these uncomfortable moments, how to say, Hey, you know what? I have to talk to you about something. Right. And it's, and, and it's yeah. And, and I'm glad you're saying that too, because, um, you know, it made me think of like, you know, uh, Jada Pickett and Will Smith, and they talk, they talk about this and how one day Will Smith got fed up with her. He was like, you know, I'm done with your shit. He was like, it's not my responsibility to <gasps> kill you. It's not my responsibility to deal with your past bullshit. He was like, it is, he's like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to go and you're going to deal and know how to heal your own shit. And I'm going to learn how to deal with my own stuff. And then once we figure out how to deal with our own bullshit, then we come back together um, and, and create a happy relationship. Cause he said, I'm done trying <clears throat> to deal with your past. You like how somebody else treated you. He was like, I am done. Yeah. And it, it, I wow. can't tell you how, uh, what you just said, you know, taking responsibility of your own shit, um, in a relationship is so key and especially friendships. And one of the things that is a good sign, it's like, okay, if I, if you're being triggered by what the person is saying, you know, that's, uh, that's a sign that there's something that you need to learn. Or if the person being triggered by you, there's something about you, what you're saying is being triggered. Like, and it's all opportunities for you to learn. Like, and it's like, it's not sometimes pretty, No, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you know, I just had one of my best friends, uh, she was so triggered by one of her cousins who just, you know, announced that she had a baby. She's a single mom now. And she was so upset. And she was like, why is this bothering me? Why is this bothering me? She goes, oh, it's just that I feel like I'm not going to be needed anymore. Yeah. And I was like, and then she realized, because I sent her that Tony Robbins podcast. She goes, oh, and a conversation she had with another friend. She goes, oh, that's not true. That is something I just made up. That yes. this person... It's probably need me more than ever because yes. she's a single person, not like the other way around. Like our people don't realize that our brains are constantly creating and these stories that are not true. And we live into these expectations. We live into these false beliefs or these false attitudes. And, you know, this is also that leads to like dealing with somebody who hasn't done a lot of, uh, uh, work on themselves makes it trickier um, going back to breakups like you know one of my friends you know we hadn't spoken in a while and this is the friend who I had a had a hard conversation with and you know we ran into each other at a at a job and he's like you know we have I haven't heard from you and I was like I left you two voice messages. What are you talking about? <laughs> you like pull out your phone. Play the tapes. About? So yeah. Right. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, looking at me. He said, well, every time we talk, we always talk about, you know, um, this transformation of place. And I was like, okay, I haven't talked to you about that in almost a year. I was like, what are you talking about? And I just looked at him. That's like, you know, I can't engage. 
Like yeah. I'm to a point now, even with friends or coworkers, when they're stuck in this past conversation, I can't even engage. I can't even entertain it anymore. Does it, it just doesn't serve me. It doesn't bring any value, you know, yeah. and, and I'm taking responsibility of myself um, to not give away my energy to that anymore. Like, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to defend. Uh, I'm just like, just in the conversation, like, oh, okay, great. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm curious if, if anyone listening is thinking like, oh my gosh, that's so harsh. But I think we are conditioned to settle in yeah. so many aspects of our life that like, yes, when you're first opening up to these concepts, it does sound really harsh. Well, it does. It, but oddly enough, it ends up being the more loving way to behave. Right. If you are operating from a place of integrity and wanting to honor your highest self, your, mm -hmm. your highest authenticity, these are the things that are going to happen. Right. You're, you're not going to be friends with the whole planet. Right. <laughs> you're just not. And it, and it, and, and I, when you start to do it, it and I, and it is hard sometimes because you feel like you feel like you've hurt the person. Sometimes I felt guilty, you know, um, and I'll talk about this, uh, of a friendship, like your high school sweetheart, my version of it. Um, um, when I started to do it, I, I, I did felt, feel a lot of guilt. Like I've pushed him away, but I had to look at, oh my God, like my happiness just went up because I'm not engaging in this victim victimized conversation. And I started to see like my vibration started to go up. My happiness, my joy started to like really grow and expand. And I always come back to this, um, idea when um about i always heard this before and like it said you know like when you're in a plane i say make sure you put on your oxygen mask first before you before you put on someone else's and i started to really understand i said oh like if i need to give my myself love first before i give anyone else because i'm always giving and giving and giving then i have i'm i have nothing for myself like yeah. I, and i have to take care of myself first before i start to give to others yeah yeah. And it's the, ironically, it's, it's the opposite of selfishness. Right. Because like you said, if you're empty, you have nothing left to give. Right. So you're just walking around a shell of a human being. Right. <laughs> and right. that is not what the world needs. Right. You know. The world needs people that are aware of themselves, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that choose how they, you know, spend their time and their energy, and then, you know, go out and, and enrich people's lives yeah and then going back to like how do you you know you were talking about journaling and stuff like that like one of the things one of the questions that i ask when i started on this journey like what value does this person bring to my life and that was a big question that i was like wow you know this person does not bring any value other than like i'm laughing well okay i get that but what other what value do I get out of being friends with this person? Are yeah. we growing? Am I growing? Yeah. Am I learning from this person? Uh, you know, do I find joy and happiness and love every time I'm with this person? And sometimes asking that question, it was hard to like listen to myself and like, like nothing's there. I'm like, Oh my God, like that can't yeah. be true. But, yeah. And I, and I, and, and I remember, uh, 
when I was with my first boyfriend and uh, he would question me about one of my best friends at the time. He was like, what kind of value does this person bring to your life? Like you're always fighting and arguing. I said, well, we laugh a lot. <laughs> um, he was like, okay, but does he push you? Does he like support you? Does he do this? Does he do that? And I had to, it really made me angry because he brought that question, made, made me question myself and my relationship with my best friend at the time. And I had to really, really think about it. I was just like, wow, like, he was like, you know, you're always pushing him. Why, why doesn't he reciprocate that to you? And I never, and I never like really saw it until he said it. And, and I hated my boyfriend at the time for saying that because it was so true. Like I was exhausted from pushing him and you know uh, all that giving my energy to him and I wasn't getting anything back yeah and and I was like oh my god like <laughs> it's so true and then I started to notice and as uh, I was you know thinking about this uh, situation before we got into the podcast and I would be in groups of friends with him and then random people would say the same thing to me. Like, wow. Yeah. And I was like, and, and I was like, oh, like, wow, this person doesn't even know me. And we're in the same circle at this particular point in time. It was like, like, how do you like, even though he was a nice guy and I said, well, he's a nice guy. They was like, well, <laughs> nice guys also can be an asshole too, or yes. be um, deceiving too. And I, and I was like, wow. And then eventually I started to notice like, you know, he stopped, you know, uh, he was always late to like, uh, like events that we go to, like getting lunch, getting drinks, like we waited 30, 45 minutes for him. Like all of a sudden he started doing these things, you know, and, uh, he, he would text me back, you know, three, four days. He would return my calls like later and later before he never used to do that. And I just started to see our friendships uh, drifting because he had created these new circles of friends and he was a uh-huh. great guy. And then I remember the moment it was like new year's Eve. We had all, you know, went over, uh, I had went over to his apartment and he was all with all these dudes. He was such a, became this dude guy all of a sudden. And then dude uh, guy, <laughs> like he, he never used to watch football. Now he's watching football. Now he used to watch baseball. He was doing all these things. Uh, uh, to fit uh-huh. in. He was doing all these things to fit in. And I wasn't that person. I was yeah. like, you know, you either accept me, you don't, I'm not going to like do things to fit in. And he was, he was always constantly shifting himself to fit in whatever circle he was in. And I was yeah. like, that's not how you build like really authentic relationships. And then he, they met these girls off the street um, outside his apartment. <laughs> they invited them up to the apartment and they sure. went, yeah. went to this. <laughs> and then they were like, let's go to this thing. And I was just like, why are we going to this thing? They don't yeah. even like, like rock music. Like, why are we going? And I was just so pissed. And we were on the train. And then my best friend said, Hey, Jimmy, take a picture of me and the guys. And that like really hurt me because I wasn't that moment. He didn't consider me as one of the guys. And then one of the girls, uh, girlfriend looked at me and she was like, wow. And that yeah. was the moment I was like, oh, this is not the friendship. This is, it. This yeah. is like, no. And then yeah. the friendship just deteriorated and deteriorated and deteriorated. And then we just eventually like, you know, separated, you know, um, yeah. so it, it was, it was a, a long time to move on, but yeah. we had to move on. Yeah. 
Well, now that you went through that experience, I'm sure if if anything like that were to come up again, you would recognize it right away. Right. You would right. be like, oh, th- this is the sign that someone doesn't care about me, right. you know? And it doesn't, I want to point out that it's like, you know, we're not talking about people that have like really betrayed well, right, you. No, or right. <laughs> like, like physically hit you or it's like little, little right. things that indicate that they don't care. Yeah. Um, such as not texting back for days. I'm sorry. We know we're on our phones all the oh, time. <laughs> if you don't text someone back, that's sending a message. Right. Both with friends and with dating. Yeah. Um, and yeah, being late, that's not courteous. So it's like these little things adding up that it's like, you, you could say, oh, that's not that big a deal. Right. But that's not honoring, that's not self-respect. That's, you know, putting up with behavior right. that isn't cool. I, I, I remember he was he was 45 minutes late. I was texting, calling him, didn't answer the phone. And he showed up. I was like, dude, I'm just like, I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, I had to work. I was like, you said you had to work an hour and a half ago. But I was like, he like, didn't even apologize. He was like yeah. upset at me for like calling him out. And I was like, I said, you could at least text me that you had to like close down. It's just a common courtesy. Like he just... Like, I just couldn't believe, like, he did that. I was just like, never again. Like, yeah. I, I I, need, as a, as a friend, I want respect. Because I'm respecting you. I'm giving you common courtesy. I'm giving you, like, okay, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. Like, if I'm giving that to you, I want that back from you. And yeah. that's how you practice in relationships. Like, you have to be what you want to see in other people. Yes. And... If they don't give that back, it's your opportunity to say, hey, uh, this is the kind of level of respect I want from you because I'm giving it to you. And I would really yeah. appreciate it to have, have that level of respect back. And that's your opportunity to see if they react or not, then you know. In yes. that moment, you do know. Yeah, and I think also there's opportunity. I've been trying to... I, I, I still love um, making, like, cards. Mm-hmm. Um for occasions or for you know random things i have one friend who is so sweet she will just randomly send me a card with a little note mm-hmm. and she she says caitlin i appreciate you because of mm. this this and this and each time i get one i just get like chills because i'm like like a she- physical card Yes, in the mail. Wow. <laughs> wow, people still do that. <laughs> and I'm not talking, it's not my birthday. You know, like she was thinking about me. She, you know, bought this thing. She wrote a thoughtful note, mailed it to me just because. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, like uh, this person, like if I, if a friend like treats me like that, then it makes, see, I love because energy totally translates right mm-hmm. so in my brain i go oh, okay if if a friend treats me like that then then a man definitely can treat me like that right you know so it's like if i'm not settling in my friendships i'm not going to settle in my romantic life right which feels really good yeah so how i mean how does one start to even have that conversation like, what are you? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I, so I can't take ownership for this. I think I heard this from um, uh, uh, this coach, Jamie Ray, who I love. Um, he's a, a, also a writer coach. Um, mm. 
he says you can start a conversation by saying, hey, uh, this is uh, really awkward and uncomfortable and I don't know how to start this. Mm -hmm. So, and then you just start. Um, Because it's sort of like you're just opening that door, you're acknowledging the fear Mm -hmm. and you're saying, "Uh, okay, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to go. So bear with me. Actually, oh, no, you know who I heard this from is um, this guy who you would love, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg. Also, okay, anyway. so yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so that, you know, you don't know how the conversation is going to look. Oh, the other thing is um, setting up, you know, saying to the person, hey, do you have 20 minutes to talk? Um, or, <laughs> that's, or, that's or, always or like, however, that's yeah. always like, we got to death the talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least at least when you set those parameters, you, uh, you the person knows something's happening. Right. So you're not ambushing them. You're not, um, you know, because because that's not fair either to be like, I'm going to put this on you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think setting up, you know, maybe it's not in person, maybe it's over FaceTime or, or a phone call. I think it has to be, though, let's be honest, like, it needs to be at least a phone call. Yeah. Because m- one of the the stories I talk about in my Medium article is I, <laughs> this friend stopped responding to me and so I eventually sent her an email because she wouldn't respond to my texts. Uh, and I, it was, you know, kind of formal, but I was just like, please, <laughs> please inform me the error of my ways. Like, please let me know. <laughs> my error. If I was like... I feel like I've done something wrong and I don't know Mm -hmm. uh, what that would have been. And she just responded, um, oh, I feel like we're in different places. Yeah. Which was vague and I felt like not true and just like something to say. At least she responded to the email, but I would have really appreciated at least like hearing her voice, having a conversation and being like, that's fine if you don't want to spend time with me anymore but like what's in your heart what's going on yeah because it's like it's ultimately like how can you grow or both you both of you how can you grow by not having that conversation because it it just it, it just really leaves the person like in the abyss of like what did i do wrong what like you, you don't know um how to grow from me even if the friendship doesn't work out is really giving the friend who's being broken up with an opportunity to see how to grow, how exactly. to, and that's even if you're going to break up the friend, um, uh, it's also like getting permission because sometimes most of us don't want to hear it, uh, yeah. <laughs> how we need to grow, but it's really one giving yourself permission to like, it put yourself in a place to like receive. Um, yeah. And don't be angry. Um, and that's one of the things I've learned too, like being in a, in a place to receive. If you're being reactive, if you're being angry, you're not in a place to receive. You're not open to listening and 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 being in a place of like hearing what the person is saying and not like have a, a response. Well, you did this, well, you did that, but what about like, oh, I hear that I am not creating a space for you to be open and free. And that's what my, one of my friends said to me when I said to him, like, I don't feel safe with you. And he was like, well, I don't feel safe with you. And I said, okay, I can see how like by me shutting down, like me, you're not, you know, uh, 
responding the way you want me to respond um, doesn't allow for you to feel safe with me. And I get it. Like, great. Okay, I have to learn how to create a safe space for other people to show up. And, well, at least for him, to show up. And it's all opportunity to grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I remember this one moment uh, I called up a, an ex one day and I was, you know, I was doing this like uh, in this course and he asked us to call people. I, it took upon my own self to call every person I dated and uh, we had asked this oh question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it was a good opportunity for me. I was like, I need to learn how I wanted to learn how to be better at yeah. being romantic or being in a relationship <laughs> because uh, these breakups didn't be uh, left with like we just broke up. It wasn't uh, no opportunity to learn. I really didn't look at it that way. And plus, I, I didn't want to bring or drag anything that was incomplete in those relationships to the next. Because that's what most people do. And especially friendships, they have these incomplete relationships and they don't realize that that you're carrying that with you and other relationships and punishing them indirectly based off of like the other person. And I asked him this question. I said, well, have uh what is it that i still need to learn uh that that you see i can't remember exactly the question and he said well and i can tell like he still needed to learn too he was like well are you sure are you gonna get upset if i say this thing and i was like i said you know the 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 purpose of this question and this conversation is for me to learn i'm not gonna respond it's just for me to feedback for me and he said well when things get rough, you shut down and the conversation is done. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, I do do that. Mm. When an arguments come up, I'm just, if I'm not winning, because I'm trying mm. to win, I just completely shut down. I'm not, the conversation is done and it's over. And now we're in this like awkward place. And I was like, oh. I can't do that anymore (laughs) because then I'm not really, how am I supposed to grow in a relationship without me always shutting the conversation down, shutting the person down and shutting myself down. I was like, Ooh, (laughs) I got some fun to do. Right. Right. And that's the annoying thing is when you start to change, grow, realize things about yourself. Once you have the knowledge, you can't turn back. Right. And it's so annoying. Right. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. You have the awareness and it's like, I'm sorry, but it's like you have to. And I, I love it because that's I've totally had those moments of realization when you're like, yeah. OK, now I know. So now I have to change. Yeah. So what are some of the um, things that you've learned from these breakups? From the from my friendship breakups, okay, yeah, these um, friendship breakups. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm learning uh, in adulthood <laughs> that <laughs> you know um, friendships can be perhaps like seasons. Like there's a purpose for them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, life is constantly changing and is in a growth cycle. So just because someone isn't in your life anymore doesn't mean that they didn't teach you something doesn't mean that you didn't receive laughter joy you know experiences Mm -hmm. so you know i and 
I feel like people look at failed relationships as as a failure, as a bad thing, and yeah. I don't think you have to look at it that way. No. I think you can appreciate something for what it was, and that yeah. doesn't mean it has to continue. Yeah, and what do you learn about yourself from these breakups? Um, I mean, you and I seem to be very similar in the sense that uh, I need to be better about <clears throat> saying if something is bothering me or yeah. saying if I have a problem with something. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that's the other thing about friendships is I always was like, well, like, I, I, I don't want to get into a fight. Like, that's not yeah. our relationship. That's not how we communicate. And it's like, well, Caitlin, there's a middle ground between fighting and not saying anything mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you can express you can I, I can say hey you know when you did this it made me feel this way um i'm still practicing that because yeah. it's it's uncomfortable for me um but i know that ultimately it, it's it's good and it will yeah. just if, if it's a you know it's a friendship that's meant to stay then it'll just strengthen our foundation right yeah, I've been practicing that with one of my best friends because she has, you know, done a lot of done a lot of transformational work, and you know, and I can tell when she's like off or uh, in our friendship. And I, and and beginning when I started to ask that question, it's like, hey, is everything okay between us? Like I noticed yeah. that, you know, lately you've been a lot of you know distance, and so oh no no no, it's okay. Just like creating a space, like just yeah. let me know. Yeah. Um, and then, and I remember that happened like maybe earlier this year, you know, um, uh, I think, you know, it especially started when I first became a coach, you know, like you always want to like offer help. You want to offer it because you, you hear things differently. You see yeah. what's stopping them. And then like, yeah, my friend's like, hey, you can't be coaching all the time. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not coaching. I'm just asking you a question. Like the minute I ask, it's like the minute I ask a question, are you coaching me? I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm trying to like find out. And it's like, oh, like I can't be myself. And I remember saying that, I was like, I feel like I can't be myself because the minute people, the minute I say I am a coach and then I ask a question and they're like, you're, you're coaching me. I'm just like, no, I'm asking like, I, I'm trying to like, <laughs> find, like I, I want to know, like, like listening, like what's there? Yeah. Like I want to have a real authentic conversation. Like if yes. you don't want to talk about something, sure, fine, but don't back me off by saying that I'm a coach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But with her, I was just like, okay, like I care about you and I want you to see you succeed. Then like, I, okay. Um, you know, but if I want it, I'll ask where I say, okay. So I just like, I like, it was hard to back off, yeah. um, you know, a friend, like you see them, like, you know, like you want to say the right thing, but it's like, you know, I was like, okay. You're like, whenever she's ready, I'm here. Like I right. can't. And that was you uh, respecting her boundaries. Right. She asked for something and you said, oh, okay. Like, that's what I'm going to provide for you. Right. Yeah. So it's and little it, things like that. Yeah. Right. Even though, you know, you can provide value for this person the value can't be received if that person is not in a receiving place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're coming to the end here and I asked my guests the same question over and over again. So are you ready for the fireball? Oh. I call it love Ralph. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so what does a life of love mean to you? Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, a life of love to me means waking up 
and feeling a sense of purpose, mm. um, feeling a connection to my own soul and mm. to spirit. Um, for me, connection and community is are like pillars of my authentic code. So, mm. you know, even if I'm not going to spend physical time with a friend or a family member, you know, reaching out to them via text or calling, um, keeping in communication with people, um, surrounding myself with, uh, beautiful things like, you know, plants and like adorning my home in a way that makes me feel physical love in mm -hmm. objects. Um, moving my body so that I can love it and have mm. gratitude for it. Mm. Yeah. Um, nourishing myself, you know, holistically. Um, and, and just continually, you know, trying to live in a place of, of love in the present moment, because I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's like, we really no, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I have found that the only way I continue forward is, is when I have more of those moments of mm -hmm. stillness and stopping myself and just savoring whatever little magic moment is happening, you know, whether yeah. it's like, uh, I see the little, you know, the last of the orange leaves or one of my favorite songs come on. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And how do you live in the now right now? Yeah, I mean, breath is, I think, a key to that always um, because we breathe without thinking about it and sometimes we stop breathing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you have to be like, oh, right, I need to breathe. Right. <laughs> um, and then just surrendering to the fact that I'm not in control. That is one of my the things I always want to be in control and Mm. reminding myself that I'm not is is so liberating and allows me to just say you know what how about just you know be here right now yeah wow and how do you disrupt yourself oh <laughs> I think I think uh kind of what we're talking about surrounding myself with people who ask me questions mm -hmm. who challenge me um and then also asking myself those questions yeah, and saying the hard questions. Yeah. Where are you hiding? Where are you mm. still bullshitting yourself? Mm, because yeah. mm. I have areas of my life that I'm still holding on to that. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to change here. And so every day I say, Caitlin, why are you holding on to that? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. And what does a juicy love life looks like to you? Yeah. Um, you know, we all, of course, have to pay our bills and uh, <laughs> earn money. And um, but really, uh, outside of working to provide a life for myself, in my free moments of time, being very conscious of how I spend it. So for me, like I said, writing is so important. Um, I've I've lived in New York for over a decade, and it wasn't until this past year that I started going uh, to like the Catskills and upstate New York. Mm. And uh, for me, I realized that spending time in nature is so crucial for me. Mm -hmm. um, just Oprah said to, that a lot. Yeah, I mean, we well in our modern society we forget. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I make it a point to go on little solo retreats. I'm not even, you know, it's not like a weekend with friends. Like I go by myself and I rent an Airbnb and I sit my ass under a tree. And I, you know, I look at the mountains and I look at the sky and I breathe and I say, okay, in moments when I can't be surrounded in this environment, how can I take this with me? Mm. And how can I, you know, when I'm having an uncom- uncomfortable conversation with a coworker, how can I bring that serenity? Mm. Wow. And last question, like, what is one of your biggest lessons you learned from one of your friendship breakups? Ooh. Um, I think what you spoke on earlier is that people are your mirror. Mm. And, you know, uh, I, I have a friend who used to say, uh, you know, we get the love we think we deserve. So (laughs) (laughs) with friends, it's like that they were a a reflection of my self-worth. So Mm -hmm. I had one friend who I met on my 30th birthday that she was like my party friend, you know, and we would go out together and that was my lifestyle. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I mean, like, did we drink too much tequila? Absolutely. (laughs) 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 But, um, (laughs) Yeah, I did. Did I learn from that? Yes, I did. Like, um, and she was such a magical, like energetic person. And so there are parts of her that I can just look back on and, and say, and say, wow, she lived in a certain way that I really admire. But we also, you know, we are not on the same path anymore. And that's okay. Yeah, good. And where can people find you in your article? Oh, yes. Um, so uh, if you just search uh, Medium, the website, the self-publishing website, um, I'm Caitlin Bebb. Um, uh, my website is in development, um, but I readily share on Instagram um, almost daily. So my handle is just my name, Caitlin Bebb. Um B-E-B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing yourself and, you know, creating your article. And I'm sure so many people are benefiting from what you have to say. And um, I so know your journey <laughs> and your journey as a coach now. And, yeah. um, and it, 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 it found you. Um, and, um, yeah, thank you for sharing your heart and keep sharing yourself authentically and people are going to resonate with what you have to say in this podcast. And thank you for just being here and gracing us with yourself. Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. <laughs> hey guys, so don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment and share this podcast if you enjoyed it thank you guys for joining me this is jimmy allen with crazy juicy love hey guys are you ready to call in your one are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love well 
I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.